0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Catching Foxes. Michael Gormley here with Luke, confused and constipated as ever. Carrie, how you doing, Luke?
1: You're all stupid, and you should be ashamed.
0: Ah, ah, <laughs> oh, you like it rough, huh? <laughs> ah. How's it going, Luke? What, what did you do? What has quarantine, Luke, been doing last week?
1: Hating everything. Uh, no, we're supposed to. We're doing. Uh, Billy Boy, BS. John Boy right and now. Billy BS. You promised me at least B- ten okay, minutes sorry, of happiness. Sorry, sorry,
0: I'm sorry. You're making me happy, monkey. Dance, dance. <laughs> oh, there we go. I was trying to, try to pull go. up my shirt, but I was for like, those I in too the podcast,
1: <laughs> Luke is disrobing. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember in the old days of the show when we would like take off our pants and do it? Yes, no, fun. I don't
0: remember that. What are you talking about? Take off. It our was pants? very
1: hot in the room that I was in, and so I would always end up taking go, uh, my pants off. And at uh, oh. one point in time, I took a picture of my podcast setup, forgetting that my pants were, were on the floor. <laughs> and I put it up on my Facebook. People were like, why are your pants on the floor? Oh, those uh, are some
0: old pants. Those aren't the pants I'm wearing now. I'm wearing, I'm wearing good slacks. Sometimes
1: Please. you just want to take off your
0: pants. Uh, all the time, I want to take off my pants. I refrain from work, but as soon as I walk in the door, my wife would say, you know that your father came home. She said to the kids, you just follow the trail of clothing. Because I'm like, oh, this damn shirt and these dang pants and this belt. Where does this belt come from? Who needs be- a belt?
1: The best part of being single was just walking around in your underwear for a long amount of time. I, okay. I only lived alone truly for like two years. Boy, was that wonderful. Now, now, (laughs) I mean, I I would almost say better than sex. I'm not saying it's better (laughs) than sex, but I'm just saying the ability to walk around in your underwear and to just be like, whatever, I don't care (laughs) was. So I'm going to I'm going to have some ice cream in my underwear. Then then I might make some pad
0: pad (laughs) tie. So I was thinking about this and I realized something. I have never lived alone. Like in an apartment on my own. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this the other day when – actually this morning when one of the youth ministers who works for me (laughs) – no, it's fun having employees. One of my youth ministers who works for me.
1: I I, I need to start uh, taking bets for how long it's going to – how long you take to uh, start talking about the fact that you have employees.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, immediately. The answer is immediately. Uh, my guess
1: is that within another twelve, twelve a moment or so you're going to start talking about a leadership theory and how like and how it applies to you and your employees. But please continue. Yes. You've been so doing while, it for three months.
0: While I was doing, uh, actually, a year and three months. While I was doing, uh, <laughs> while I was doing a leadership training today for my employees. Uh, <laughs> um, One of the guys says, you know, it's been really difficult is being alone in the quarantine. He's like every day, even when I'm doing remote work, every day is the same. And it's like, oh, I guess it's time for lunch now. So let me slide my chair back from this desk six feet to the couch and eat lunch there, you know. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that would be so hard and so Nope, that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. All day, er day. Oh, I'll send an email out. Then I'll play video games for an hour. Because ain't nobody got a claim on my
1: time but me. I mean, I'm sure he's
0: actually very sad.
1: But Uh, I don't remember why this was the case. I had a projector at my house, at my apartment. This is when I lived alone. (laughs) It hadn't been the schools. And I was... I, I And I had it there. I don't know why. And I was like, you know what? I, I wonder how this would like... I think I was like... I was I was trying to prep for, like, some a meeting or something. I just wanted to I'll make sure, you know. And okay. I was like, what? I just I, love it. It's like, I had this projector in my house. I, I don't know why. No, uh, I can't remember $4,000 projector. It's in my house. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and, there's got to be some reason why I had it, because I wouldn't just bring it home. What the hell is this screen doing here? But I was like, now that it's here, <laughs> I, I I then remember, like, just watching, like, I was, I wonder if I could just, like, stream TV over my thing like, on my computer and just, like, like I'm watching stuff. And I remember, like, being on my couch in my underwear, projecting Saturday Night Live on my wall, and, yeah. like, kind of being, like, half off my couch. Like, just, like, being just, I mean, like, if, if a person were to walk in, they would have been, like, uh <laughs> This is you know? disordered. But I was also, like, very happy. And, like, it was just, I was, like, very content. Because I just was, like, you know, this is just where I'm at right now. And, this is um, what Arnold Schwarzenegger's
0: Total Recall said every wall would look like in our home.
1: <laughs> oh, the eighties led to such
0: disappointment. Oh, uh, still does, still does. That's when I was born. So yeah, yeah. not when
1: my wife though. She was born in nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> Your wife is a uh, is a John Travolta first round baby. And then you what? have John Travolta. The yeah. Th- okay. Hear me out. So you have your John Travolta first round um, babies. Those are your babies born in the late seventies. Um, then you have your John Travolta round two babies. Those are your like those are your Sarah Rogers born in like um ninety four. Post get shorty. No. Ah. Uh, no. Before get before get uh, shorty around the time of Pulp Fiction. Oh, was Pulp Fiction come out before Get Shorty? Yeah, because it's Pulp Fiction uh, that yeah, brings yeah. John
0: John Travolta yeah, back. Total. When when was Pulp Fiction? I'm gonna. Oh,
1: Oh, Gilmer Froze, it's the Luke's time, it's the Luke show, it's the Luke show. Guys, listen, everything is ridiculous, so why don't we drink? Tonight I am drinking. Uh, Valley Vineyard listen i need to have a talk with all of you assholes there's a uh, problem Catholic with that you should know listen i love you all i love sh- just act like you are still frozen i'm kind of on a on a on a on a roll i love you all very much like a lot i like i pray for you guys every day whenever me and my wife pray I always pray for catching foxes um listeners uh, but you're a bunch of douchebags. Catholic stuff you should know gets so much booze from all of the from all of their listeners. We've never gotten booze. I think maybe one. No, it's not true. Someone sent us beer one time. You guys really need to step up your game and start to ship me and Gomer booze. That's all, and freeze. Wait, did you really freeze? Anyways, my point is. As I pour this alcohol that I had to buy myself, well, while, while, while I podcast, uh, it would be great if you guys could just step up a little bit and buy us some booze. Doesn't have to be a, like nice stuff, and just um, send, it, send it all to me. Gomer's not going to drink it. He likes uh, he likes white claw. He's an idiot. I'm going to really enjoy it. I'm going to drink the booze that you send. I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to. Mm, has a little bit of like an earthy er, have a little bit of an earthy smell to it. Gomer just um, Gomer just left, so it's just me now talking about booze. Maybe smell a little by um I smell some berries in there. Mm. There's a nice acidic taste there and it really uh, oh, there he is. There he is. I was just telling the kids about how uh um this wine tastes. Can hear you? Wait, no, I can hear you. I can hear you. There we go. Ah, ah. I turned
0: down my, uh, my gain so I could yell to my wife to get off the Apple TV with your period piece shows.
1: Uh. <laughs> period piece show. Shannon, stop watching your shows. We're making fun of how old you are. Come here and listen. <laughs> Come on. Gosh, have a,
0: have a little bit of respect. Shannon, have a little bit Luke of respect. and
1: I are trying to have fun at your expense.
0: Do you wish you still lived in Cincinnati, Luke?
1: Oh hell yeah! Absol- is every living day. in Dayton
0: killing your soul every day?
1: Shoot! What I does your wife say though. about that? She gets it, but it's better for her. It's she, or she really um, likes her job, and especially once we have the baby and so stuff. I just like our whole community is down there. Now we have we do have some friends up up here. Yeah. And quarantine has made it, you know, hard. But and it's not that far, like you know, out in Houston or anywhere else in, in the in the world. We aren't that far mm-hmm. from my house to downtown. If there's no traffic, I can get there in a. I can get there in 50 minutes, straight shot. So it's really not like that bad. I just love Cincinnati. I love I love the people. I love the vibe of of the city. I love like I just knew. So, I mean I drove all over that place when I was over at the Archdiocese so I know yeah. like just everything I I just know so much about it and I and I know where all these cool things are and there's just it really is a um treasure of of a city with just all these like hidden great things just cuz it's just, it's just so old and it was so big and so important at one point in time, and it's still an, an important city with a what lot of. What made it?
0: What made it so important? It what was, made was it just WKRP in Cincinnati?
1: Yes, yep, that was it. Actually, That's it. very weird. <laughs> uh, even in the 1700s, we're like, "There's going to be a radio thing here. It's going to be very good. Um,
0: They're going to make a sitcom about
1: it, even better. <laughs> and there's going to be a turkey thing. We're all going to laugh. Um, it was. Um, it was almost as far west as you could go right on the Ohio river trade trade town. Um, That's pretty much the reason why.
0: And it is funny that Chicago and St. Louis were like twin cities. St. Louis had an earlier start, had a bigger jump on industry, commercial travel, all of that stuff. Yet in like the 19, I think it was the 1950s, Chicago just lapped it and never looked back. And St. Louis From that point on, just uh, shrank.
1: Hi, Luke. How are you? Hi. So I was answering a question about what does the domestic church look like when you live alone? Yeah. What does it look like, Luke? I I think it looks like, in a way, um, a lot like the normal church does. Now, it's hard because, you you know, if you're by yourself, you don't obviously the church requires other people but you can still have a, have a prayer life. I think you really need to have people over. I think that is very very important. If you, if you live alone, you should have people over at least once a week, if not more. Now that can be as um, as easy as you just have like a friend or two over to watch to watch a movie, just for like a little bit, for a drink, whatever, but every week people should be at your place. That is very, very, very important. Have you ever heard of Leah Labresco? Yes. I don't remember why, where, or how.
0: She's a fellow over with the Word on Fire people. She does, she wrote a book called Building the Benedict
1: Option. Oh, yeah. And regardless
0: of, yeah, regardless of what you think about the Benedict Option as like a Christian philosophy of life, um, I would say that her book, building the Benedict option is a very practical guide, especially for those who are single and live alone. Cause she started writing it, I believe, or she writes about the time of her life when she was single, um, living in Washington, DC Luke's old stomping grounds where, um, she was alone doing all this stuff and building community and stuff from there. So I would highly recommend that book. She talks about like, she would have people over and they do a potluck. And then right after the potluck, they would do liturgy, the hours, and you know, and then just let the conversations go. They don't have to be about Jesus. Not everything has to be an explicit conversation about theology for it to be Christian and good and meaningful.
1: Oh no, the vast majority of the things that I would talk about didn't have anything to do with um, theology. Or well, Lewis. that's because you're a godless heathen. Was, but other people yeah. who are holy. Well, I think when people <laughs> tend to get together, that's what they think yeah. they should be be getting to be getting together for. Yeah, 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 and I, I'm like, no, you should be like one of my one of the best nights that I had out in out in Idaho. This was just like so much fun. Uh, I even drank a little bit too much, and so I had to go watch the movie again. <laughs> but uh, we like had like a potluck dinner, and we watched uh, something building up to the Avengers. I don't remember what, but like just like a whole bunch of us. God got together and then went and saw the the Avengers. And it was so much fun. I remember because I had to pee really badly. And I was like, I'm going to wait till like an action part that seems like it could drag out. And I'll go then. So I went when Thor and Iron Man were fighting. Oh, that was one of the best parts. Come on. I know. I know. It was so good. Doesn't that feel like forever ago?
0: Yes, it does. It does.
1: Even Endgame, I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a thing.
0: Yeah. The, the funny thing about quarantine time is how time doesn't make sense anymore in my head, like my memory of things. And I was talking to someone and someone goes, you know, a year ago when I was studying blah, blah, blah. And someone else listening goes, wasn't that in March? And he's like, what? No, that was a year ago. Oh, my God. That was this March, <laughs> right? Like, like it is so funny how people feel like that. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm lost in that. But, yeah, um, going back to the, the domestic church as a single this is the, I I mean I honestly do feel like this is the whole damn reason why I created that community group curriculum, which is because so many people were isolated even though they live near other people. Nothing makes you feel more alone than when there are crowds and you're not a part of any of the crowds or groups. And, Isn't it uh,
1: funny? Like like I was actually I'm, I was actually thinking about that. How like just while I was going pee earlier, which is an odd time to have have this thought, but my mind races. The perfect time. Um, like, I was, I'm I was, was, I listening to this podcast that, that I enjoy. I was like, I would, I would love to go and um, see them live. And I realized that if, if I would, I would probably go by myself because I don't have any friends who are in the area who enjoy the, this podcast. And I was like, wouldn't it be weird for me to go to a podcast show by myself? Like, I'd just be some weird guy who is, like, clearly by himself. But what no one there would, like, would know is that at times I'm actually the one who's on stage for these things.
0: As you're talking, I'm just praying about it, and the Lord is giving me this image of you at one of these events, and you're wearing a scarf, Luke, and you're in the middle of a coffee shop, and someone's doing a live show of whatever podcast you're talking about, and you're just there, and you're wearing horned rim glasses And you have a scarf on and you feel so very possible and you're feeling so uncomfortable being alone. You're at one of those coffee shop, small round tables that really is for one, but maybe another person could sit across and you're laughing twice as loud as you would normally laugh. At every (laughs) joke.
1: (laughs) That's so true. Oh, that's so true. It's funny because it's true.
0: Yeah, and you're like banging your hand. The Lord's just the Lord's just giving me this image, Luke. And he just wants you to know that he loves you and the father is here with you as you make an embarrassing
1: ass of yourself while alone. Do you ever go to the movies alone? Not anymore, but I used to. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love it too so much. So much.
0: I'm like, no nagging so wife much. that I have to impress. No friends that I have to impress. No kids <laughs> that I have to yell at.
1: <laughs> I could just be lost in my own thoughts about, uh, about the movie and why I just love movies in general. I love going to movies. Gosh,
0: yeah, Alaskan Paradise with an amazing car for a day or John Wick 3. John John Wick Wick 3. (laughs) John Wick 3. (laughs) The best part was we didn't even hesitate. No, it wasn't even a question. Everyone was like, there is this beautiful town. And not only is this beautiful town, it's like 30 minutes away, but the drive there is the most beautiful drive. It's all the Alaskan wilderness supposed to be with this beautiful winding road, and you're going to love it. And we're like, is that where John Wick 3 is?
1: Because <laughs> we're going to go
0: see a man get killed with a book in a library. That's, oh, that's that plan amazing. A, B, and i
1: yeah. I'm sorry, Keanu Reeves. Anywho, I'm sure you understand.
0: I want Jim Gaffigan on our show, Luke.
1: Uh, do you think he would? I think he would, man. He's in his. He's still quarantined with his crazy family. His five kids, his wife. All right. Maybe we can try. I I don't think he's quite as Catholic as some people think he is.
0: <laughs> Every time he goes on Colbert, that's all they talk about, and he keeps saying, "I'm kind of a terrible Catholic." But he was on Jen Fulweiler's show.
1: No, I know, I know. But like, when you hear him on like the other real podcast. <laughs> like that was exactly yeah. what. But like, I would want that guy because I think he's. I mean, I think he's hilarious. <laughs> and I think he's. I, I mean, I think he's Catholic. I just don't think he's this like. I don't think he's going to be showing up at Franciscan anytime soon. You know, it's like, funny. Oh, this I, is I mean, very he, he was, to to was me. at focus.
0: He was at focus.
1: No, he wasn't. Yeah, he
0: was. He was no, at no, focus. No, he wasn't. No, yes. he wasn't.
1: That would have been huge. No, he wasn't. Luke, I when? am telling
0: you right now, he was no, at he focus. I'm, no,
1: he wasn't. About two years huge.
0: after Beyond the Pale, and 20,000 college students went nuts and ran to him. And some people said, uh,
1: I don't believe this for a second.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, my guess is 2012. Uh, Jim Gaffigan Focus Conference. (laughs) Ha ha, 2014. Oh, site can't be reached because my computer is going nuts.
1: Tell me what the website is.
0: Uh, Google.
1: <laughs> Jim I, Gaffigan. I don't see anything. No, no, on no. Google. The
0: first thing, thoughts from a Catholic.com.wordpress.com tag Jim Gaffigan. 2014, 2015. That's what it was. It was 2015. Bum, bum, bum.
1: All right, whatever. Who cares?
0: <laughs> Can't you just say, Gormley, you were right? Gormley, you were right
1: this once. No one gives a shit.
0: No, oh, people give a shit. People, Luke. People give a shit. And i got to find out what the hell's wrong with my internet. Nothing is working. Hey, Luke, can I ask you a quick question? What are the types
1: of movies that you go back to over and over again? Back to the Future, Star Wars, uh, and the Marvel movies. Next. No, I'm just kidding. Um,
0: I, I don't think I've seen Back to the Future in at least 15 years.
1: Oh, you are... Oh, that's disgusting. I when should it my kids, years.
0: my oldest daughter, Katiri? Just celebrated her 10th birthday. When should Katiri see? I know, that's sick. When should she she see Back to the Future 1?
1: Um, I'm a terrible person, so I would say that now is fine, but if not now, like 12 or 13. I don't know what you're talking about, terrible.
0: Me and my kids have all watched Deadpool 1.
1: Oh, well, then now's fine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know why i believed
0: you i know that was awesome literally that was the greatest gift you could have given me oh wait you didn't give me a gift even though it was my birthday oh. when was the last time you got me a gift uh your last birthday what did you get me wait was it your last one or the one before it it was the one before it i doubled the income for the house right remember oh yeah that's right i do remember that oh, <laughs> oh that's awesome that's awesome no, what what is your go like? Do you have another? I'm trying to think of my go-to things. Like I stopped doing the Office thing uh, two or three years ago. Where you you know you go on Netflix, you're like, ah, I can well, always watch you, The Office. I stopped doing yeah. that.
1: I, me and Aaron watch a lot of. I'm, um, we watch a lot of Mad Men. Um, well, that's very interesting. Well I would have to say, like, um, kind of like your, <clears throat> sorry, there are a few. Like I'll watch Inside oh, Lewin Davis. Uh, I will definitely probably watch that at least once a year. There are, what there is are, that? There are a lot of movies that I will, that I will Wait, what watch. will watch. What is that? It. Inside Lou and Davis? Yeah, that's a Coen Brothers movie. I've literally never heard of that in my life. I have talked about it multiple times on this podcast. Inside Lou. Inside Lou and Llewyn Davis. Sorry, I need to pronounce his name right. Inside Lou Lynn Davis, like oh. Lou Davis.
0: I thought you were saying I- Lou and Davis. But oh no, Lewin Davis. Man. Okay. Okay. One of the you weird ones. You bro- about that? That's the weird one. It's like a one of the weird ones the TikTok, right? It's
1: it's it's their off, it's their like cuz like every other one is like an art yeah. film, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean, like the TikTok, right? Yeah. It's good though. It's really it's um it's got the guy who plays uh Poe from Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Uh it's 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 uh takes place in um uh, early um, 1960s out in Greenwich Village. It's just it's basically about like what being what being a um, selfish douchebag does to a person it has one of my favorite scenes in all of in all of and all of cinema. He um, so he just anytime that like he knocks a girl up, he goes to this doctor to help her get an abortion. And he's doing it for, um, you know, his friend's wife that he that he has knocked up. So that's horrible. And um, the doctor's like, "Oh no, it's free. Don't you like like we, you, you don't have to pay." Like, and he assumed that like he knew. And he goes, "Wait, um, why? Because the last girl he brought in there, she decided to keep the baby. So he's hitchhiking out to I think Chicago, and he's driving back." and he's and he's gotten picked up he is driving back he's driving past the town where the, where the where the uh girl is cuz he heard that she moved back home and he's like i if i were to pull over i could go and see my kid and this girl but he can't do it because he's a he's a selfish um douchebag and it's just a really beautiful scene i mean it's terribly sad and just yeah. horrible but um uh, it's uh It's, oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies ever. It's so, so, so good.
0: Now, if if I had to step back and say my life as a whole, what are movies that I've watched over and over again? I don't really think it would be a surprise because I don't, I don't really think, I don't know if I have any movies now that I watch over and over again right now. So movies in my past that I've watched, at least I would say two dozen times or more. Anchorman. Happy Gilmore, great. Billy Madison, Black Sheep, great, and Tommy Boy. Those great. four great. Saturday Night Live movies, I guess all five kind of Saturday Night Live movies, owned my comedic soul for forever. I would watch them all the time. And when me and you were in uh, Steubenville, we watched Anchorman multiple Over. times a day.
1: Oh, man. I remember, remember we this? invited,
0: my favorite moment is we invited my, our our friend Audrey Raines, Audrey McCarthy now, and she comes in, she's like, I have not seen this. And we're like, Audrey, you're going to love this part. And we skipped to like a part, and then and she's like dying laughing. I go, oh, let's look at the part right before it. And then we ended up watching half the movie backwards, and then skipped to the scene that we showed her, and then watched the rest of the movie. And I was like, is that so funny?
1: Oh, yeah. I love Anchorman so much. Do you remember when we went and saw that for, for the first time? I yes. think you were there at a drive-in. It was so beautiful. It was so. I just remember Kravoniac oh, laughing so loud and just being like, <laughs> "I love my life." All right, um, no, but I would say, I um, what is the movie that I do? Maybe
0: Godfather one, but I haven't seen yeah, that, that, that in one a, a couple of years. I was teaching a class on baptism, and I did that whole, uh, I did that whole uh, Godfather scene, which is it's one of the greatest scenes in cinema. Where Michael Corleone is the Godfather, and they're doing the baptism of his godson, his sister's kid, while he is having the hits that he's ordered against uh, Mo Green and the other people. Like, so it's like, do you I reject Mo Green? <laughs> do you reject Satan and all of his pomps and works and evil promises and empty promises? Uh, I do, and he keeps saying, I do. I do, and then it's another horrific scene and all that stuff, and then you hear the baptismal prayers in Latin being prayed over while all of these like, people are getting gunned down, and he's consolidating power, and I use that as an expression of, like, when I was teaching about baptism, I'm like, how many of y'all see that movie? And, like, one hand went up, and I was like, oh, your people are not my people.
1: It's one of my favorite movies. I love it.
0: If you were to pick two Marvel movies out of the whole canon, which two would you pick to watch over
1: and over again? If I had to. Yeah. Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Guardians of the the, Galaxy I love the vibe of that movie. It has such a good tone. It's it is a fun it is such a fun movie.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy is what it is, right? There's no, uh, there's no like, like with Age of Ultron, if you watch it a bunch of times, you'll be like, oh, I see all the connections they're making. I see all the subtleties. But with Avengers 1, I mean, there's a lot of connections in Avengers 1, but it's not like all that subtle. The Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just like, here's this movie. Enjoy it, people. I love it. Well, and I
1: think with Avengers 2, it has a, an- sorry, with the Avengers it has enough of all the other characters that you just it's just fun
0: my two would be probably Iron Man the first one because I just think it's so funny that is so good it's so funny and enjoyable as a whole and I think um I think my favorite one which is you know what like no 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 I'm gonna even though my favorite is Winter Soldier I'm gonna say Infinity War I could go to Infinity War over and over and over again. I think Infinity War was better than Endgame. Um No, I'm just saying, listen, this is just me no, watching. Yeah, movies. it's true. That's true. It's Get true. off my back, Jack. Uh there is a space wizard. Get off wizard. my back, Jack. There's a space wizard who lost his necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, what's your favorite car and why? <gasps> uh probably um
1: you love cars, so you, I like you cars. First. I don't know if
0: I'm ready to love again.
1: <laughs> I would say... Uh, I really... I don't have, like, a favorite car, but I, I, like, uh, I like Audis a lot. It's Not Geo Metro? A lot. No, I'm not a Geo
0: Metro. I hate those cars <laughs> so much. You had to wear one. Most people drive cars. You <laughs> wore yours. I wore a Geo Metro, Yeah. <laughs> People to see Luke in a tiny Geo Metro. I felt like it was a clown car. It was like, where's the 20 other clowns coming out of that car, Luke? And he's, oh. then you
1: and Adam just popped. Do you remember? We were just driving around my city, like yelling at Emily and her friends. Yes. It was the best, best,
0: best time of my life. And everything's been downhill since. No, <laughs> I love. Let me tell you the beautiful thing about living in Houston is as I drive from our buddy Yeager's Ranch back home, I'm on I-10. I pass a place that moves my heart deeply, and it is Hennessy Motorsports. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay, so Hennessy Motorsports is the home of the V10 twin-turbo Dodge Viper. So they take the most souped-up Dodge Viper you can buy, and then they add a ton of tweaks to it as well as two turbos. And it is insane as a car. I'm not a fan of the Dodge Viper. It looks cool. There was a, apparently a uh, a TV show about a Dodge Viper that could change its skin and become different cars. It's really weird. But I love this, the idea of like aftermarket. So my dream car, you want me to tell you my favorite car? And I was thinking about this today. Please. Haven't thought about this in five years. Is to take, because I was behind a a, a 2002 Chevy Camaro SS, and I thought, man, all I wanted was to take an SS engine and drop it into my Chevy S10. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I, now you're just mocking me, but I really wish you no! were so we could talk about it.
1: No, Ugh, no I, it's So hard. I purposely just started going through my phone because <laughs> I was like, oh, good. He's going to be fine. He reminded
0: me of of what I did when my wife came down the stairs. My wife was like, I'm so tired. I got to take a nap. I got to take a nap. And I go, honey, go upstairs, take a nap. We got nothing for like four hours. So she goes upstairs. She takes a nap, doing things to the kids. You know, we're all having fun. She comes downstairs, you know, an hour and a half later. She looks like she is a zombie, right? Like, and she's like, mindlessly, immediately does the thing where she plugs in the antenna, starts getting it ready. And I go, oh no, is there a NASCAR race on today? And she goes, Yeah, it's a final season for Jimmy Johnson. uh, I really want to watch it. (laughs) She like set her alarm. I'm assuming she set her alarm for the NASCAR race. That's my baby. If you had to be remembered for a crime, what would it be? A heist. A
1: heist. A heist. (laughs) I feel like Ocean's 11.
0: I'm Brad Pitt in Ocean's 11 and Gomer's Jack Clooney.
1: No, I, who, who would we be in Ocean's Eleven? I, we could pull up Brad Pitt and George Clooney. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be the I'd be the tiny Asian guy that
0: does the backflips and hides inside the box. <laughs> where the fuck you been? It's
1: my favorite line, the
0: whole thing. When he pops out of that. <laughs> my favorite line is where Don Cheadle, it's not a line, it's a scene, where Don Cheadle goes to explode the EMP device, and he's at that van on top of the parking garage. Nuts. And the yeah. <laughs> yeah, covers his nuts, and he's
1: like... Yeah, I love that. Man, that part. is such a fun. I I love that movie. I really like. I think yeah, it's a great like movie. I, it's like a great movie. Brad Pitt and all those guys are just cool as hell. Every every one of them cool as hell in that in that film. Such a good movie. Yeah, I I um. There's something about like I I mean of course stealing does almost something to another person and it's wrong. But, like, it's the only crime. Like, I've never stolen anything or I've never, i I've never unbroken into, you know, anyone's house. But, um, you know, when you're a kid and you're like hiding or something, yeah. and you're in a place where like perhaps you shouldn't be, but you're trying to like, and just that, like, like, of the thrill of like, I shouldn't be doing this right, right now. And yeah. I hope I can get away with it. That's what I think of. I mean, like, I just think it'd be such a thrill to like do a heist.
0: <laughs> now I think of if I actually decided to do a heist, I would be henchman number two in the opening scene of Dark Knight, <laughs>
1: where I'm, <laughs> I'm the guy's like, "Yeah, I broke into the safe. What's that gun? You know?" And that's all you, I would you think mean. Of. Do you know? Okay, do you remember the TV show Blossom? Hell yeah, I do. I watch it every day. Do you remember her older brother? I think her name. His name was like Russ or something. The guy who was like a, a who was like hooked on drugs, but then he wasn't anymore <laughs> on the show. Do you, do you remember no, him? I don't at all. He's he's like the oldest brother on the show, Blossom. So not Whoa guy, but yeah. the other dude. Whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa, uh, he's one of the henchmen. No, I think it every time now that I that I see that <gasps> opening scene. He's like, oh, my sister, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, this guy is crap.
0: <laughs> oh no, oh, Blossom's elder brother. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I had to be I- remembered for a crime, what would what would my crime be? Now is this like a fantasy crime, or is it time to get dark? Uh, I
1: kind of want you to get dark, but I'm also <laughs> horrified.
0: Okay, okay, no, I'll, 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 we'll do real talk here. We'll do real talk here. When a person in my life that I love no deeply, so where, where,
1: where you going to go with this?
0: Yeah, I know, I know. When a person in my love, in my life that I love deeply, was deeply lost in a crack addiction, my I would I don't think I think fantasize is way too strong a word, but I would imagine hurting the drug dealers who dealt him drugs. I mean, like, my brain would go on a loop. Like, I could find out where these people live. I could call the cops on them. You know, I could do something to hurt these people. Like, how cool would it be to rob a drug dealer that lives off the the sorrows of people? Hmm. I used to fixate on that. But then I started thinking, well, num- I mean, number one, I would never do that because I'm scared. Uh, but it solves nothing, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, you know, that, that's me at my dark. Was that weird? Was that a weird moment for us that I just have no, a weird moment? No, Did no, I overshare no,
1: I guess. No, no, listen, it's, um, catching foxes. You can never overshare. Got to get them downloads. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I really, honestly think I would love a heist. I'd love it. I would. I would love to be wearing to be wearing like a suit during a heist, but not a tie, but a, a suit with. Um, That's the Clooney you know, like, look in the movie, right? Yeah. Both oh, both yeah. Of them? Yeah. It's probably uh, both. Yeah. It's both. But I think I would rather be Brad Pitt than George Clooney in that movie. I just kind of like Brad Pitt. Okay. I'm more Team Brad Pitt than I am Team George Clooney, but I'm on both of their teams. I support both of them.
0: I, I enjoy th- the entire series. I think I, except for Ocean's A, which is crap. I would be uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones in Entrapment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that film, but I have one memory of it. Well, her butt sticking up in the air between the laser yep. beams. <laughs> Why did this have to come out when I was in puberty? Well, that's a great to my brain forever. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, <I know>. hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hormones and horrible industry that objectifies and uses people. Yes, yes. I can like see that in my... It's so yeah. ridiculous. I can see yeah. the movie cover
0: on top of a VHS cassette. And I can see, uh, and she's wearing like a onesie, and uh, her in those uh, prototype yoga pants.
1: Did <laughs> she get together with Sean Connery in that film?
0: Oh God, I hope not. Yes, oh, I'm you... dignified. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of the That's key. What you like. <laughs> <laughs> you were you embraced the doctors. I was born in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. It's a deep cut right there. It's a deep cut. Man. For those of you
0: who are new to our show, we used to do Sean Connery slash Bane impressions for like almost every episode from, <laughs> I think, episode two to like episode 12 <laughs> to the point where people used to send us their own Bane
1: impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those
0: were the days. Uh,
1: I can't remember any uh, any of Bane's other lines. I've almost had half a bottle of wine. Apparently, Ugh. I um I have so many, I just wish that the Dark Knight Arises had been very very different. That's probably honestly yeah. one of the yeah I ha- have never been more oddly let down in my life than I yeah, that, that, that film. It was weird. I was too hyped f- for it. I think yeah, and uh, it just. Uh, Yeah, I like what they were going for, but I just didn't think, I didn't think like the third film isn't the time to play a tale of two cities.
0: Like, it's just, it's (laughs) well, that was during the the whole Occupy
1: everything. I know, I know, but it just, um, it, I just, I, I, I didn't, I did not believe that he would, I, that he would conquer a city for like six months. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, not weird. so much that. Like, and I like i um, Christopher Nolan a lot. I, I really, I think he's one of my more favorite directors. I didn't believe that Bruce Wayne, after everything he'd been through with the t- first two films, would just like shut himself in. Yeah. I just, I just didn't see that happening. And the whole thing, I was like, oh, I don't. We're, okay. And now it's okay. And that's Robin. Okay. And now, oh, no, great. Now him and Alfred are like, I'm mad at each other. That's cool. Yeah. And now he's like his back is broken and he's where and now he's fine. Okay, like it just was. I don't know, but it also had some really cool parts to it as well. So
0: yeah, it did. It really did. There was cool
1: scenes, but overall the plot was a dud. Yeah, it was like I saw what they were going for and I respected it, but like swinging a miss. Yeah, you know. And I I would rather have a film that swings and misses than say um, I'm think of a. Example that plays it way too safe, say, and yeah. Fails. And it's just dumb. Well, that's well why I mean, I lo- like
0: Batman Begins was such an excellent movie, but The Dark Knight took a huge risk and was incredible. Yeah, like, just yeah, the soundtrack yeah. of The Dark Knight that, like, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah piercing yeah. note that just hangs is so
1: amazing. I, I love it. Yeah, I won't ever forget being in uh, being in the theater, seeing the preview for that, and just being like, "My God, like, holy cow!" Yeah, I hope that wasn't amusing. the Lord's name in vain. Uh, but uh, anyways, my boy. Uh, someone sent like, us an email about that, Luke. Someone sent <laughs> us an email <laughs> scolding us for that. I know Aaron gets mad at me about that too, and I always feel bad about it. Um, uh, as well as
0: well, you should. Uh,
1: no, there is another Nolan movie coming out
0: about yeah. that reversal yeah. in time. What is that called?
1: It's I know t- uh, it's Ten- uh, Tenant. Uh, yes, Tenant. it is uh, called Tenant, but like um, no one really knows what it's about. So there was, it's something dealing with magic, like something like magic or something like that.
0: There was an eight minute clip of it that was shown at whatever movie I was at. And I was like, I no, I don't even want to see my movie. I want to see this. I want to see this right now. Like this is so bizarre. I want to see this right now. And uh and then I went and did all the, you know, like uh click click and then quarantine hit and everything got sad.
1: Yeah, it um it definitely cause he's actually uh the whole so there's this huge streaming versus versus the movie theater were on um, the wars yeah. that are going on. And AT&T owned Warner Brothers and they're like hey we're going to start going to going to start going to streaming soon and then you have someone like Christopher Nolan who can pretty much do whatever he wants in Hollywood, he's got that kind of um cachet right now. And he's like, uh, the hell you are. Like, I'm not going to uh, release this on streaming. This goes uh. to theaters first. He's very much. A, so I don't know if you recall, but back in the day, back when The Dark Knight came out, it was the whole thing was like 3D. And then uh, yeah. James I'm like Cameron, who's a. F- I do not like James Cameron. Um was trying to, you know, he was, it was really kind of, he was the main guy be, behind that. Then you had someone, then you um had Nolan who was actually kind of against that and was very much kind of, he was more into IMAX. And so thought that IMAX was yeah. the way of the future for movies. Which is true. And yeah, and he's, I think he still shoots an actual film, not, I don't think he does it digitally. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he did. I think him and Tarantino are like the few people who have enough Wait! They gotta say no, no. I'm doing actual film.
0: Wow. I just... I'm... I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking about the opening scene of of The Dark Knight with the Joker it's amazing. getting killed, and
1: it's amazing. Yeah, it's such a good. It's so fun and just like Heath. Man, it is the like. It's funny because like I know that is Heath Ledger, yet somehow he loses himself completely in that in that role. In a way like no one else I've ever seen do. Besides maybe Daniel Daniel Day Lewis, but I think why he does it better. I'm a better and this is, and this is obviously a tragic reason. But because he died, we've never seen him really talk about it. Yeah. There was no press tour. there have been no interview. There's been no podcast. There's been no article interview with him Um, 10 years later. All we have is the performance, and it is almost impossible for me to believe that that is the same guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> like, it really – I mean, it is yeah. – and, and he's such a good I – and mean, I thought he – and that's, a gr- that's actually a great movie. <laughs> There's yeah. a dick on my face, isn't there? <laughs> <My> <laughs> I love my that favorite line anybody. in that
0: movie. <laughs> I've seen that probably probably 10 times.
1: That was a fun that was a very fun high school movie.
0: That was.
1: Oh, oh
0: what is the song that he sings to the girl? Uh, I
1: need you to, baby.
0: baby and if it's quite night, all right. I need I you, baby, you baby. To warm
1: those lonely nights, I want to love, love you, you.
0: you. Yeah, I love that movie.
1: I, and I hate the way that I don't even hate you. Not at all. Or something like that. That's based off of a Shakespeare thing. <laughs> Not even yeah. at
0: all. Not even a little bit.
1: No. <laughs> I also um, liked it because I was like, I kind of, I, did, I mean, I think you were supposed to. Blue, What? What?
0: Who are the two main characters in that movie? Heath Ledger and uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, wow.
1: Dark Knight. That's. Dark Knight, right? That huh, that's Jordan. Huh? That's That's Jordan. I didn't. Really, so I think you're supposed to identify with the Jordan, with the Gordon, um, Joseph Levitt guy, and I liked him, and I liked that he got with that girl, because mm-hmm. I thought that girl, because like we were like that, you know, like we were that age, and then yeah. Um, oh yeah, uh, Heath Ledger was the cool guy who was like two years older, though he couldn't be as you know as cool as, but, but we, like
0: all desperately wanted to be friends with.
1: Yeah, but like, so you identify with the Jordan with the Gordon? I'm um, Joseph Lovett guy. If that is, I always, I always, I'm getting his name wrong. And I so wanted to date the girl that he dated, <laughs> and then when like he got her, I was like, yes, th- there is um, justice in, in the in this cruel, cruel, horrible <laughs> world. Turns out I was wrong, but still, it was not nice a moment. movie,
0: and movies lie, <laughs> lie. You see, Joe, it does turn out well. Ah,
1: <laughs> there is no cake. There is no there ice. There is cream. no ice cream. There, there is, is only, only McCarrick McCarrick. and Minnesota, and the Viagado stuff. Now that's just gone bad shit crazy, and martial yeah. law, and riots, and COVID, and nothing. Other than stuff I was I'm looking forward to happening over the summer besides the birth of my daughter. And I'm just kidding. How How is pregnancy going? Oh, it's wonderful. It's very... The ninth month is very enjoyable. Um, <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> breeze. It's quite lovely and is very easy to handle with everything else going on right, right now. So
0: Well, it's just you two hanging out at home, right? Oh, yeah. It's so easy. Let me tell you, there there have been so many times I have wanted to buy a plane ticket for the weekend and come up and see you guys. <laughs> you have
1: no idea ah ah how strict is your quarantine uh for aaron's sake we're being pretty strict because like the, the my worst like the worst fear is that if she if she goes to the hospital and she, say she's asymptomatic but she but she has covid she can't hold the baby Right, so we're just and Aaron's like, the, I will die inside if that happens, and so we're just we just can't uh, can't Absolutely. take a chance, which is um, which is the right thing, but it's like that's a scary thing to like be okay. Oh, we, totally, you know. And I would just it would kill me if, she, if that happened to her. Now she's been tested; she does not have it, thank God. But we, you know, there's still there. We've got one month left still, and so it just. um if In hindsight, if we look back on this and they say it was all overblown, I'm going to be one pissed off SOB. I'll be real honest. Be, like, I, I was all about let's do this. Let's try to flatten the curve. Like, I feel like flatten the curve is kind of somewhat. Now, the, everything going on with um, George Floyd's murder and um, all of Black Lives Matter has definitely kind of taken the... That's the conversation right right now, but um, it's still, like, not where I thought we'd—I I guess I just—I still feel like there's kind of this air of, like, it could all go back to being horrible again, and I'm like, that wasn't the deal. <laughs> like, the deal was yeah. we, we quarantine not to find a cure, but to flatten the curve, and those are two very—and I just get frustrated by, by that, but I just want everything to be back to normal. Was that of such a crime? Nope. Not a crime at all.
0: Not a crime at all, my friends. Speaking but of it's c- never gonna happen. Everything is awful and it will remain that way forever.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I I guess we, I don't perhaps Soon, we, Luke, we're gonna be foraging for food. Foraging. Perhaps we've just like we have lived very easy lives. And we're having to really um suffer now, and it's like, oh, this is terrible. Oh good gosh. Oh, oh! If I wanted to feel like this, I'd go on a mission trip for a week.
0: Yeah. I'm supposed to go home soon, right? <laughs> Where's my palace in the sky that floats? It floats above your pain and misery.
1: But it, it just like it's hard, man. I was talking. I was talking with my therapist last week about everything that's going on. He's like, "Yeah, that's that's kind of a lot." I was like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. When Will you say that like, into
0: my microphone so I can send it to Gomer? Because he doesn't believe me.
1: When like your therapist is like, holy crap, you know, you have a problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Luke, can I tell you about how I've been coping? Yeah. There's a game called StarCraft 2. And I have played it on my Mac, and it is delightful. Thank you, Blizzard. Did I tell you about StarCraft? Did I, did I mention that yeah, the last Yeah, we talked time? about it last week. Oh, you know what? But I didn't put it in the episode. I clipped it out because we did that at the end, and I put it in the cut for time for our Patreon supporters. Oh, there you um, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so if you're at patreon.com slash CF, if you listen to that, sometimes we'll put in stuff that doesn't make it into the final show, and I'll put it in there. And our whole John Boy and Billy BS that we did at the end of last week's show, no easy solution, um, I put in there and so for the so no one knows, but I did a uh I used to play StarCraft all the time on which was a video game from like twenty years ago, StarCraft one, and then StarCraft two came out like I don't know, six, seven years after. And I never got it. I always wanted to play it. I see it at Walmart all the time. PC games. And I'm like, oh I could put it on my office computer. And I've always wanted to play just the campaign. I don't need to play the online stuff, just the campaign. And I realized that they have it for the Mac. And I have a brand new 16-inch 2019 MacBook Pro with 32 gigabytes of memory, the beefiest 8-gigabyte video card they have, raw core i9 processor. And guess what? I'm playing this sucker. I'm enjoying it. It's an old game. They update it every so often, but it's an old game. And I'm playing this thing, and I take my headphones off, and I hear this whooshing noise. And I'm like, "What the hell is that sound?" It's my computer fan spinning at maximum speed. Oh, geez. now they don't do this. They don't do this when I edit 4K video on Final Cut Pro, and I'm exporting it. Like they don't do. And I'm like, "What?" And I put my hand on the left speaker, and it is, where the video card is. It is red hot. So I'm like googling, like I shut everything down. It takes about five, uh, maybe about four minutes until this fan stops spinning and it goes into normal mode. And I'm like, "What the hell was that?" I Google all this stuff and it's like, "Laptops are not good to play video games with." And I'm like, "Come on, it's a 15 year old video game. I'm playing the campaign. I downloaded the 30 the gigabyte file. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not on. What I mean by playing the I campaign know, is I know, I'm not I know, online." I know. You know, I'm not, I'm not handling a server. I can't even handle a damn Skype call. I'm not handling a server with, you know, 5,000 Koreans who are out to kill me. So I end up having to take a, uh, my, my foot rest from a chair, and then I put a huge tower fan on top of it, and I aim it at my monitor because the vent is right where the hinge is for the monitor, and I blow high-speed air into my computer just so I can play this damn video game. And it doesn't get red hot. it gets hot, but it doesn't get red hot. Oh, Luke, my life is so difficult, but dear God, I love it. (laughs) That's it. That's how I've been coping, playing video games by myself on my laptop.
1: I've been playing. I've played a bit of, like, FIFA. That's been fun. I think I'm going to be able to get my team promoted to League One out in England. Very excited about that. Maccasfield is a team that I am the manager of. And I'm very excited about the fact that we're going to be promoted to League One. I played Star Wars
0: Battlefield today with my son Noah, and he beat me legit. <laughs> legit. That's amazing. He beat me. He goes. He's like, we're not supposed. Typically, I wouldn't. Fu- so you're like the hero characters, right? So I was Darth Vader, and he was Luke Skywalker. And in the past. If I would come up to him, every so often, like when we play a game, I'll kill them, and then you like regenerate and all this stuff. But the goal is to get like 100 coins or whatever, and we'll play, and I'll kill him once, and they'll be like, hey, you're not supposed to kill me. You said you wouldn't kill me. So I was like, all right, i right, that'll stop. <laughs> He all right killed pansy me. <laughs> no so we played and he killed me and I killed him and then he killed me over and over oh. and over again and now he played now that it's summertime they're allowed to play video games a little bit more throughout the day um instead of just on the weekends and oh my goodness is he good that's awesome he is so good that's awesome
1: good. and he's 6 oh man i, I like the way that I like, I was a, I was never really like a hardcore gamer. Um, I, I had my games. Right. Don't, right. don't get me wrong. I had my games. Zelda. Um, Look, is it okay
0: if I get you wrong? Oh no, don't get you
1: wrong. Yeah, okay. please don't. Please. Straight up, don't tell me. Okay. Are you, gonna, are you really gonna love me f- forever? Oh oh oh. Oh oh oh. <laughs> or are you just having fun? I I wake up with the most I'm random song stuck on my head. Okay, so, but um, when I see like the way that some kids play these games, I'm like, my gosh! I I'm not like like the actual hand eye coordination that they have to have to do the stuff that they do on there. I'm actually I'm yeah. very
0: impressed by it. It is wild. It is wild. And to watch my kids, play, and we're just playing on the Xbox, you know, to watch them play, it's so funny. But my my son Noah, one of his favorite. So in the morning we do Saturday morning cartoons and they can each pick a show. So the girls pick oh what is it? The Bunked and they've watched every episode of Bunked which is like a Disney show, Nickelodeon show, you know, the overacting you know middle school high school kids. It sounds horrible. It is. It is, but sometimes it's funny and I laugh. Um <laughs> but now they're watching this movie called The Pony Sitters Club or this television show and I'm like gosh, my girls are so sweet. But they have terrible taste in shows. Um, So they watch that all the time. But my boys, like, hate it. So they wait their turn. They wait their turn. Now it's, okay, Noah, it's your turn. And he goes on to Amazon Prime, opens up the app, and then opens up Star Wars Battlefield, Dads vs. Kids. (laughs) (laughs) And he just watches games of Star Wars Battlefield. Or some of the Lego Star Wars things where they'll play. But he just watches it forever. And he thinks it's the greatest thing. And I'm like... People used to always ask, who wants to watch video of someone playing a game? The answer is Noah Gormley.
1: Oh, well, but it's, it's, that's, that's the future, man. Kids love that stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. All the kids these days. So, hey, uh, can we refresh people about the Catching Foxes drinking game? Yeah, there isn't one. Yeah, there is. All right, Luke, you refresh them while I urinate. So the Catching Fox... I've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) The Catching Fox's drinking game, because Gomer's too stupid to remember it. That was very harsh. I'm sorry, Gomer. Uh, Is when you take a drink anytime we talk about anything remotely related to the Franciscan... The Franciscan Lake University of Steubenville, where we both went to college, or our time in college. So anytime that we do that, you have you have to take a drink. It was started by good friend of the podcast, Bradley Barnes, who was on an episode back in 2018, sometime in August, right after the pre-scandal stuff all broke. Uh, he's he is one of my best friends in the in the entire world. Uh, Barnes has a game that he's played with all our friends out in Cincinnati. Where he didn't go to un um, Franciscan, but any time it would be brought up specifically households he would drink uh and so it was always kind of a kind of a joke It'd Be like oh Steubenville drink and so um specifically households. and so we kind of transferred uh transferred that over to the podcast, and so that was what the catching foxes that's what the catching foxes like drinking game is anytime that we talk about our time in college or the Franciscan um, University of Steubenville, you have to drink.
0: I was talking to some people the other day,
1: and this girl
0: said, um, "Who who's not a Franny, but she said, uh, yeah, like, my sister was talking, and she was telling me about, like, her and her husband were drinking wine, and the kids went to bed really early, and so they, like, had a date night there at their house, and she got, like, really, really, really tipsy. You know, and it's like, and I started laughing. The other guy there was uh, was an am digger, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you sound like a Franciscan student." Oh, it's like Franciscan drunk, which you never say the word drunk because that's filled with shame. But you just say things like, "I was buzzed," or "I was really, really buzzed," or "I was tipsy," or "I had a little bit too much, but I was fine." When really, you were like,
1: "Blah blah 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 blah." blah.
0: Franciscan students cannot ever admit that they drank to the point of drunkenness it is
1: hilarious oh do you remember wedding season when we all treated alcohol like cocaine (laughs) which
0: is like treating alcohol like water (laughs) oh i mean there's five of these i might as well drink them within 15 minutes right i would drink so much (laughs) I mean, we would have four before the reception began. Good I gosh. remember at Carter's. Carter's oh, wedding that was, was my favorite.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, it was the it best. Was, it was awesome. It
0: was the best wedding I have ever uh, been to. You rapped at my wedding, <laughs> and then I and then Emily had to help me out. Gosh, man.
1: Anyway, sure. sorry. Carter's, Carter's wedding. wedding was still
0: the best. <laughs> Carter's Wedding was my favorite because it was all of us, and we're, like, carpooling, and we it was just awesome. And
1: it was it and was your favorite because that random girl was hitting on you, and we were like, why is this happening?
0: <laughs> what random girl? I don't remember this at all.
1: Uh, the, it was, like, the best man's girlfriend who was there. And she, like, really liked you? And we all were all like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Yeah. This shouldn't happen. He, he's pleasantly plump. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: not, he has a crooked jaw. Women shouldn't like him. I'm not saying that you're, like, a 10 or anything, but you're not, like, a 5. I'm just- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember what girl I, you're talking kidding. about. I'm just kidding.
1: I'm just, I mean, but, happened, I don't. But,
0: I, but now I'm going to Google it. But... Uh, <laughs> Carter, send me all the photos of the (laughs) wedding. Uh, So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Um, No, but at their wedding, it was so perfect because it was at the Knights of Columbus Hall for the reception. And we're driving there, and Marty's in the car, and we're just laughing our butts off the entire time. And uh, Jason gave me the great dignity of reading the, the first reading at their wedding, which was Song of Songs, which I had memorized. So I didn't even look at the text because my whole conversion happened with that. And so we're going, and like, it was just perfect. Everything was perfect. Her family was so Philly. It yeah, reminded me of yeah. my extended family. So it felt like, and I hadn't been to Philly since I was 16 years old. It felt like I came home to my people. And then her grandfather was like, hey, 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 you that the guy that did that reading. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that was the funniest reading I ever had. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and he goes, but, but it was still holy. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I was like, thank you. You, let's let's go wanna... get in a fight. <laughs> let's, go get... yeah. let's go. Let's go punch some Italians. I am Italian. I don't know anymore. You are all sound the same. <laughs> um but no my and then like at the beginning of the of the of the rehearsal at the Knights of Columbus hall um there were like three or four waitresses walking around with hors d'oeuvres. And I remember seeing that and being so shocked. Because a month earlier, I went to the most expensive wedding I've ever been at. And the reception was held on, I think, the ninth hole at the Houston Country Club. Tapestries on the walls, gilded walls. Like, it was elite's elite. And there were nine people college age, even though the bride and groom were college age, and uh we were all looking at each other half the men that were there were in seminary with the with the groom and when i'm looking around and i'm looking at all this stuff and like all of us ex- ex- the young people we felt fine and the lady comes up and she goes would you like wine would you like blah 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 and i never t- drank wine at that time so i was like can i get a beer and she goes, Of course you can get a beer. And I was like, I'll oh, have beer. Give me all the beer. I want beer. <laughs> and so we're drinking. It was it was the most uncomfortable wedding I've ever been to. God bless them. They had to make daddy happy and and father in law was paying for everything. And then to juxtapose one month later to their wedding at a Knights of Columbus Hall, sh- you know, not a shoestring budget. I don't no, want to be rude to them, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. it was it felt like, Way it more felt down, like a down wedding should. Right. It felt like a wedding should, where it was a bunch of families coming together, you know, and just doing this beautiful thing. Yeah. And uh, the waitress came out, or the, I, I don't know what you call it. the server came out, and she they had, like, delicious food for hors d'oeuvres. And I looked at her, and I go, can I have one? She's like, yes, sir. And I go, even though we're early and it hasn't started yet? And she goes, yes, sir, you can. And she goes, and even the bar is open, so why don't you go help yourself? And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> was, from that night on it was like four before anyone else showed up four beers i mean before anyone else showed up it was beautiful
1: and we just danced and had fun ah yeah yeah that's what that's one. i think honest, men were men and women were women <laughs> it's one of the hardest parts like when you leave your 20s and you just start to realize that those times like that's like because it's such a fun part of your summer wedding season yeah and just it, it just is such a. F- it's, there's, there's really not anything quite, quite like it, because it's such a joyful experience. Because it's a sacrament, and it's you know, and it, um, there's just a lot of happiness, and there's so much alcohol, and you get to see all these people that you love, and it is wonderful, and it's over with, and I'm gonna pour myself another quarter of a glass of wine.
0: Yeah, and. You know what, like, when I think of Jason Carter and Nikki's wedding, I think of family. They did one of those things that I think is absolutely remarkable, which is from beginning to end, you know, they invited all of us over. I think we stayed at Nikki's parents' house, and we're in all different parts of the house. In the, I mean, like, we were just body, college student bodies everywhere, and they made it feel like home yeah it was they really they made nice. it feel like home they were sweet i mean we did for the reception or rehearsal dinner they went off and did the rehearsal and then afterwards they we did an uh, a holy hour and our household brothers did adoration and we sang our household song which you know, almost always moves me to tears now um and we sang it and we just and that friend group of, like, Carter, Stu, and Word, were, they were just on point. They were so funny. They were so fun. And every aspect of it felt amazing. And, you know, in the, oh, my gosh, I do remember that girl. Holy crap. She was what, into it, me. It was so <gasps> weird. It was so weird. It was so weird. Because I was it like, was so he
1: doesn't deserve this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, just kid, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're not. I remember me and you're John not. just being like, <laughs> What the hell is happening?
0: <laughs> Gosh, you guys are so mean.
1: <laughs> that's not mean. You guys are so mean. You You're would like, say... why would, go... why would no, a woman? No, that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're why saying. Why
0: would a woman? Why would a woman?
1: No, why a woman... here's on. why. No, it's funny because we, I realized this when you, came, when you came home with me. Like, girls love you like for whatever um, for whatever um, reason like i remember the first time that like i brought all my friends home my freshman year emily just goes <laughs> gomer is so hot and we all go what <laughs> and, like all of her friends like oh my gosh gomer is so and we were like i, I just remember being like what because it's like you're not like you just like i don't <laughs> i'm not handsome no 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 no. i'm in not any saying way, that anyway no i'm form. not saying that but i i'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> s- I'm like no i'm I'm saying. I'm that. saying I'm it's like then. I don't, I don't like think of you as like, oh, this is my buddy. I'm a Gomer who's like a really good looking dude. I don't think anything about your looks, at all. Like you know, you have like some like guy friends. That's like not, oh yeah, like he's that's like not a, what you said like, last night. He's clearly <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, like you have like some friends that are like, like. Clearly this is like the good looking friend. Like he's the best looking friend out of out like Here out of the is bunch. Adam Yeah, exactly. He is
0: Apollo himself, uh, with a large nose.
1: Yeah, like like um like gosh, there's that guy like Tim like Willoughby or whatever when like you know, oh, we were in so Yeah, like just like like a genuine like oh like that's a good look like like <laughs> that is there aren't very many people better 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 looking than someone like a George Clooney or a Brad Pitt. You know, I don't think of you like that. I don't think people um, think of me like that. And so and so, it would happen to you. It happened to you at Fazzy's bachelor party. Did it? We went out. Yeah. Do you remember? There was like, there was this bachelorette party there. And you were just being yourself, which is like, you're being outgoing. You're, you're being, you're being, I'm a fun. You are being funny. And the whole bachelorette party was like, oh, this guy's so funny. <laughs> And I remember, and we were all just like, of course, this would happen to Gomer.
0: <laughs> the best part of that bachelor party is I was married, what, like a week before? Yeah, you wouldn't shut up about sex. <laughs> oh, gosh, it was so fun. You kept guys tried to is so tell fun. everyone how
1: it worked. And we're like, yeah. we all know some of us have done it, some was shamed, some was not.
0: but the funniest thing about the bachelorette party is they started so for those of you who don't know right we're out in tampa florida area yeah and the bachelor party gets started in one place the bachelorette party in another place and then we all converged in a club was amazing that
1: that was so much fun
0: it was, it, it was. Yeah. But the funny thing was, so the the Stephanie, the bride, came to my wife and John's wife and said, "Would you guys want to go out with us to the bachelorette party? You're invited. I know the guys are doing the bachelor thing. You guys are more and and my wife was already planning on just like hanging out at the hotel. And Beth was too. And my wife and Beth are significantly older than Stephanie, and it was so funny. And my wife, like to this day. Every time I hang out with Beth Drizaldi or me and my wife, we'll bring it up every so often, is those girls, those women, were going to the club. club. Yeah. They were dressed in their clubbing clothing, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. mini skirts and tight fitting, blah, blah, blah. My wife, (laughs) it's funny, because they actually got ready, her and Beth, in like uh, a nice shirt and jeans. And they walked out into the lobby and saw the women wearing their dress, like, dress for clubbing. And almost all of them were wearing, like, black, sexy things. And my wife was just
1: like, have fun. And you <laughs> turn. And they, like, got, like, ice cream. And I was at one of the hotel rooms. Well, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you remember this or not, but it was actually another bachelorette party that was there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just remember like the bride, because like you were doing your like Spanish dancer thing and stuff, the Spanish
0: butterfly, Spanish butterfly, and, like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea what
0: spanish fly was but i had heard it somewhere so i called it the spanish <laughs> butterfly when i dance
1: <laughs> and so there's this like other bachelorette party there and you start doing your thing on the dance because like what like i i think here's why <laughs> like obviously like you're a well you're a well put together person like you're you don't like i look like a you don't you don't you you. don't like you, don't, like, look like an idiot. But I think, like, one reason why, like, uh, people unlike us have ever been able to attract girls is because, like, whenever we do stuff, it's just with, like, sheer confidence because we, like, love uh, making each other laugh. Yeah. And girls yeah, like absolutely. that. And so I just remember, like, you went out onto the dance floor, and you were doing... Because, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of people um, dancing yet. So you go out there, and then this whole bachelorette um party that's not a part of ours, like, they all go out there, and you're just, like, doing your thing. And they're all like, woo! And then for the rest <laughs> of the night, they all loved you.
0: <laughs> you know why, Luke? Because I give women permission. <laughs> <laughs> Empowering the women's movement since... 2012 that's what michael gormley is (laughs) you know it's funny because when i was in austria which you weren't there for because you had the temerity to go a year before me um we were at this club in salzburg so me and our, our group of friends we go to this club and it's an amazing club we had gone there we literally went there two nights in a row and the second night we get there it's lingerie model night And we walk down, and we open the door. We didn't know this at the time. We open the door, and there are poles at the corners of the dance floor. And there are lingerie models, you know, in skimpy thong stuff dancing. And we're like, U-turn, Irish pub, three blocks away. Let's go there. The old Franciscan avoid, as I used to call it. (laughs) Yep. And I looked at the sign that said, models till, like, 11. And it was, like, 9 o'clock. So we go, and we hit up this Irish pub. And we're going, and we're having a blast and so we're like back to the club. The, the lingerie models are gone. So we walk back to the club, and sure enough, they were gone. But they had just left, and they were like basically what it had done was it created these fixation points of the dance club that's obviously not for women, you know, like you don't have half-naked women in lingerie dancing for women, you have that for men. But so I show up and the place is packed and the dance floor is huge. And it runs right alongside this long bar, but no one is dancing. No one. And there are a group of women who are like a, a mighty ducks flying V, facing the dance floor, and they want to go. There's like eleven women, and there. I remember like one of the guys counted, and I go, and someone says like, "Please get out of the dance floor." <laughs> no, no, thank you, good I'd sir. I'd rather you not. Know. I'd rather not. And uh, I go, oh, I'll go. And I walked right into the middle of the dance floor, and I did the Spanish butterfly, right? And I was shaking and all this stuff, and I just started dancing like a complete jackass. And the women go, oh, and it was like a dam (laughs) broke and a flood. (laughs) Instead of water droplets, it was gorgeous European women. and they flooded the dance floor and they are dancing with me. And I'm like, Oh crap. I don't know what to do now. Like I'm wearing baggy
1: jeans and I smell like sweat. Cause I just walked three miles I smell like baggy jeans, sweat and X spray. Don't ask why it's 2004. It's okay. Still. It hasn't gotten to junior high yet. And they're wearing
0: like, I mean, you know, like, like, like gorgeous outfits of clubbing women, you know, and I'm just sitting yeah. there like I'm sweaty from my polo shirt
1: <laughs> <laughs> and my undershirt. That's not a v-neck, a crew neck, because we haven't moved on from that yet. This was had po- not <laughs> had not, Luke. The funniest thing today. So I'm
0: I'm I'm a two shirt wear guy. I'm I'm a believer that the I, or I, back of Franciscan. I, say,
1: I have like one I have one more uh,
0: story yeah.
1: of of us at a club, but keep keep going.
0: No, so I uh, we you made this comment. It was either you or our buddy John Drizaldi, who said that the undershirt is the is the white man's girdle. <laughs> Do you remember that phrase? Because <laughs> you get an undershirt, and the moment you put an undershirt, for those of you ladies who don't know out there, when a man gets an undershirt, he's like, he oh, he puts it on. The collar's nice. It's, it's like flat against your neck. And Feels then you good. wash it like twice, and you dry it in the dryer. It immediately shrinks, but only top to bottom not not the width wise the width wise stay wide but the top to bottom shrinks so your belly sticks out it's a lot of fun especially if you're obese and then um the collar start the 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 neck starts getting all like wrinkly and wombly but i had this view that you always had to wear an undershirt with all your shirts even your t-shirts i would just always do that i don't know why And I haven't done that with T-shirts. I haven't done that in years. But it was like a style in Oklahoma in the 90s, and it became embedded in my soul. Much like our friend Drizaldi, who always tucked in the front of his T-shirts into his pants, but not any of the other stuff. Classic, John. And I would sweat so much from two layers of T-shirts. Can you imagine that? Two layers of T-shirts. Why do you do that to a T-shirt? And today, I, I was going to a meeting, and I was rushing, and I was wearing a nice button-up shirt, nice slacks, and I smacked into a door and spilt an entire cup of coffee on myself. So someone's like, hey, I got one of our uh, Capital Campaign t-shirts downstairs, and I put it on over my undershirt, and I was like, wow, this feels like Austria. Literally, my thought
1: today about four hours ago or eight hours ago. Oh, do you remember this was the summer of 2003 before I went to Austria you me and Jimmy Ruth were hanging out with some people it was a really cool group I can't remember like I remember this one dude I think his name was Peter he was there I don't remember who else was there but um, I came up over the summer it was people that like you were all hanging out with over the summer then Go up. and we went to a club out in Wheeling West Virginia. Do, yes. Do you, no, Fazzy's dad's old club. Yeah. 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 And do you remember there was that girl there who like it's OK. There's always this weird thing when you go to like a school like Steubenville and you go out to like a club or something. Whenever a girl tries to like dance with you, which usually involves a little bit of what, what we used to call back in the day grinding. Yeah. And so you kind of do like the polite like, oh, I'm going to move or if it got real bad, you may kind of like you wouldn't like push the girl, but you'd kind of like just, you know, kind of like show her that like, you know, by gently like putting your hand on her back or something as you move away. Like, hey, I'm not going I'm not going to do this. I'm with you and mm-hmm. you try to mm-hmm. be stealth about it because you don't want to um, cause a scene. We call that but, the old
0: Steubenville shuffle.
1: Yeah, 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 the old Superville, um shuffle. So <laughs> do you remember that blonde girl that I was... I had to do that too. And she kept like, like I would oh, talk to her. She a was bit. obsessed with yeah. me. Yeah. And then she started like dancing with that guy and then just like was like glaring at me the whole time. And I was like, what is
0: happening? <laughs> that was, the, I, I have to say, that was probably the weirdest clubbing moment.
1: That was moment. so, of course, it would happen to me in Wheeling, West Virginia. It
0: was so <laughs> weird. And if we took a poll, 95% of the people in the club were from Wheeling Jesuit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. People, you got to understand. So we're at this club. It's a three-story club, and each story has something different. But at the bottom is where the the hotness is, where all the energy and the loud thumping music and the big bar is and all this stuff. And this woman kept trying to grind, you know, as a big fine woman, trying to back that thing up onto Luke. And Luke's like, I'm a respectful individual. Your body is not my plaything. Let me angle, turn and she kept doing it but i, I will never forget the when the dude sitting in a chair at one point and she's just essentially giving him a lap dance while never breaking eye contact with you it was so
1: weird <laughs> it was so i remember i was like wearing i think this was then i think i think this was then i was wearing like a lot of knit hats because the early aughts oh yeah oh yeah and i had a, a lot dave, of knit hats for Luke i loved knit hats and i had a dave matthews band knit hat and i think she like grabbed it and, like put it on like her head and i was like that's my dad's yes! hat <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my gosh i am there right
0: now yes <laughs> worst night of my life
1: <laughs> it was just so like and i don't i it's just it's funny because that is one of those things that like i look back on and i'm like you know i i honestly honestly do think that it's a good thing to try and engage because I I like um I if there's one thing that I regret about my twenties and like in college I loved uh dancing and going out and dancing and we just mm-hmm. didn't do a lot now like me and um like me and like other people would we did more like at, at Steubenville was fun I, I think it was the Prods they would always have a party up like jagging around and um we go to we go to the we go to the top floor and stuff and like th- like that was fun but I really I did love going out like. Um, the clubs and stuff, and I wish I had, you know, done more of that, but it's so hard to navigate that as a dude, because as a girl, you can kind of be like, I'm with my girls, I'm fine. Now, you obviously have tons of dudes coming up and, like, um, being really, like, skeezy, and I'm not trying to, like, undermine, like, underplay that or anything, but there is this element of, like, I just wanted to go out and dance and have, like, a good time but not be an idiot, and I think for dudes, you kind of can't do that. The ex the the you know expectation is you're going to hit on girls and like be like a skis ball or to hang out and like and you know act like you don't care. And I think what like we would do is try to just go and have like a good time, have fun with it, which isn't necessarily the norm. It's just a weird thing to navigate. I like how you said we, we should only do ten minutes of Billy Boy and BS, and it's been an hour and a half
0: because I can't yeah. handle. Jason, else. we're starting now. now. Okay, so racism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, we should wrap up the show, Luke. You want to know why? Because hmm. Harry Potter is not going to read himself. There you go. Have Have you been enjoying it? So every time I finish a book, me and my wife watch the movie, and I'm going to say this. Number one, okay. I did not read the books because I was afraid I would be playing with witchcraft, demonic stuff. No matter how many of my Catholic friends told me. So after that episode with and you and Roscoe talking so much about Ginny's diary and Tom Riddle, I said that is so clever. I barely re- I remember that sort of from the movies. I'm gonna read, and I have an Amazon Kindle Unlimited subscription, so I downloaded book one. I read it, and I thought, this is, and I've I've said this before, this is as demonic as your grandmother wearing a witch's hat on Halloween to pass out candy. The whole witchcraft stuff, for those of you who haven't read it and are nervous about it, all the witchcraft is silly. It's 100% silly. Like, oh, we got a potions class and a charms class and a this class and a that. It's all silly. It's all as serious as... As Jack in uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, that's what it is. It's 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 goblins, ghosts, and ghouls for Halloween. It is nothing. It is nothing like all those hyperbolic Christians said it would be. So I've read through the first one, and there's here's the deal. This is what uh, the chief ex not the chief exorcist, the co-founder of the International Exorcist uh, Society said. He said, "There's a clear delineation between good and evil, and you know it. Like you, like the whole. It, it is as demonic as the force, light and the dark side. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's this power, and and here's the funny thing about the whole magical world is you're just born into it. Some people are, some people aren't. There's clash structures. There's mudbloods, and what is it called? S- s- scribs, Scrabs? Oh, squibs, squibs. Was so close. They're
1: very rare, though."
0: So if you have magical parents and you have an unmagical child, you're a squib. Yeah. But they are very rare. Especially if you now. have. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got the the one of the guys who hates all the kids. He's a squib. And then you have totally muggle parents who are non-magical and they give birth to a magical child. That's Hermione. And you got mudbloods. So she's a mudblood. And then you have halfsies. One's a muggle and one's a magical. And then you got people Half like Harry. Huh? They're called half bloods.
1: Half bloods, yeah. The mud blood, half blood. But, but like, then, calling someone in mud a very, very bad thing. And it is very
0: fascinating how that you can feel how that is the undercurrent of all the series. Oh, like yeah. This, yeah. This under. And okay, so you said something, to Luke, that I wanted to bring up. You said, pay attention to the foreshadowing. And I was like, well, yeah, you don't know what foreshadowing is until you've read the book, and you're like, well, yeah, but it's like, holy crap, that is 100% true. You. I told Shannon, when we were watching it, uh, we just finished the third one. What's the third one? Azkaban. Askaban. Prison. We finished it, and I said, oh, my gosh, they left out so much. They left out the reason I why. I know. It sucks. It like, sucks. He's a werewolf, so all their friends, and it, the the problem why they left that out is, is so, all their friends become shapeshifters so they could become animals, animagus, or whatever. An, yeah, animagus. and they did that so that the werewolf friend wouldn't feel alone. But the other thing about that is it shows you what a mastery of the craft, right, of wizardry that James Potter had. He actually was. An insanely intelligent
1: and powerful wizard. It's a very hard thing to do, especially for kids to be able to do that. It's, like, kind of insanely difficult.
0: Yeah. And so the, the idea, for those of you who haven't read the books, like, the, the people can morph from a human into an animal is so rare. And it's so, like, dangerous a power that they are – it's like the Mutant Registration Act. They are registered. And there's, like, there's only been, like, 11 of them in the last, you know, 100 years. Well, there were three undocumented, and that's this guy, this guy, and this guy, and one of them is James Potter, and they taught themselves how to do it. But the the fascinating thing is they taught themselves how to do it so their friend the werewolf, when he turned, would not feel alone. And from that, like they just gloss over that in the movie. They never even mention that in the movie. They never mention that their nicknames were Mooney, the werewolf, Padfoot, the dog, Sirius Black, Uh, Wormtail, the rat, Peter Pettigrew, and uh, Prongs, the stag, James Potter. And they never mention that, and yet they still show the stag in the damn movie, but they don't Mm -hmm. explain it at all. And you're like, that's the Anna Anna Magus thing, the form that he would take. And I thought, like, those movies are, I I will say, of all the movies so far, the first three, the second one is, to me, the standout best. The, The Chamber of Secrets. Number one, the video CGI still holds up in most ways. Um, the storyline is so fascinating of the diary and Tom Riddle as uh, an enchanted memory of a sixteen-year-old evil demon man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Lord, you know, and and that manifesting. I thought, and they ruined it by not including all the dialogue that's in the book. They easily could have included all the dialogue. Basically, how he talks about manipulating Ginny. The problem with the movies is they just do these jumps and assumptions. They assume you've read the book.
1: Yeah, it's so just a they way just to visualize. Skip, skip, it. skip.
0: Yeah, yeah, they just skip, 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 and you're like, no, that's how you. So my wife was like, oh, that was that was all right. And I remember watching the movies and being like, yeah, that was all right. And all these people are like, that was awesome. It's because they already read the book. And so that that's my like feeling right now. So.
1: I don't know. I'm at the grand, uh, the World Cup of there Quidditch right
0: now in the
1: fourth book. The f- fourth book is, um, oh, no, dude, I'm jealous of you to be able to read the fourth book because you don't uh, remember any of the films, right? I barely, mean, barely, I do. barely. Barely. Just enjoy that fourth. Just chew on that fourth book, man. It's wonderful. It is So here's the, I, mean, I mean, just,
0: okay, Malfoy, right? Just the name Malfoy. Mal in Latin, mal is evil. Malus. Right where you get the word malicious, Malfoy, the workers of evil. You have the father's name is Lucius, or you know, light Lucifer, yep. And his son's name is Draco, dragon, right? So you know these are bad actors, and she doesn't like the the critique of Harry Potter being like glorifying evil and sin and all this and and you know all the evil stuff, like. The moment it actually goes into the outside of the fantasy elements that you would find in Chronicles of Narnia and J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, of you know certain spells or incantations that make things happen, but other stuff they like, like make fun of so much, like divinization, right? Like I when I I remember looking in the third book and like oh gosh now there's a professor who teaches divinization. And it's all like a joke, like oh wow! That in her entire career as a professor here, thirty years, she actually made two predictions that became right, you mm-hmm. know, and like yeah. stuff like that. Like the, it is in no way. She, now I could understand if you were someone, and this is what the Exorcist guy from Rome said. He said if you were already on that bent, this book is gonna like if you already like liked meddling in occultic stuff, this book would either be like super childish and stupid, and how dare you call this magic? And real pagans call it magic with a CK. Like, I can understand if it confirmed where you're already going. But if you're just reading it for, like, fun reading, it is... The magical side of it is fun, but it's silly. And, like, flu powder. Like, we go into a chimney, and we take this flu powder, and we throw it on ourselves. And we spin, and we disappear into the flu network. Oh, I got the chimney accessed into the flu network. Mm-hmm. Look, it's so silly. To, to, that anyone would read into a demonic subtext,
1: to me, is appalling.
0: So far, from what I've seen so far.
1: Yeah. No, no, I agree. It's, it's, it's great. And you're about to get into, like, like, where it gets real good. So I'm jealous of you, man. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. All righty. Well, Luke, we need to wrap up this show. Woo! Woo! We talked about a whole lot of nothing. Thanks, everyone. We needed this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dear God. I reprie- you have no idea. I hope you it's have a re- no re- idea.
1: I hope this can be a bit of a reprieve because I just think I just needed to not talk about everything. So, yeah, th- there there we go. <laughs> thank you, Jason.
0: Jason, thank you. Everyone, thank you for listening live. I'm sorry that my video sucks. I'm going to call <laughs> my internet provider and give him a stern yelling. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Damn muggles.